Valued customers of Conference Room Distribution Center 3. We know you could have chosen distribution centers 1, 2, 4, 5, 8, or higher, but we're happy to have you as part of the Center 3 family. We promise that we will fix the temperature control units soon, but until then, remember that your sweat is representative of the effort you've put into your various and important meetings. As such, the meeting room that collects the most sweat by volume in the next hour will be named Sweatiest Team and will be announced to the whole Distribution Center 3 family. Happiness is productivity. Thank you for finally joining us, Bethany. Usually we start meetings by saying hello and then we go around introducing ourselves. Hi, I'm Jonas. You probably know me as the host of the most successful talent show the ship has ever seen. I was going to say we can skip that since we all already know each other, but thank you, Jonas. And lightning as always. We're going to skip introductions in my first ever Jonas You're Allowed to Be Here meeting in a real-life conference room? We are going to do that, yes. But I really wanted to know a fun fact about you. Oh, 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 how about we go around and we all say our favorite EBI story? That sounds like something we can all participate in. Who's in? Tough crowd, but I've worked tougher. My favorite story from the EVI is How the How have you been, Bethany? We haven't seen each other since, what, the holidays? I actually was in the middle of talking already, so I... I do not want to hear about your favorite story right now, Jonas. I'm trying to catch up with our friend, Bethany. <laughs> friend? I give you so many lead-ins to pleasant small talk, and that's the first thing you're going to say to me. Okay, is right now a better time to tell you about my favorite story from the EBI folder? No, Jonas. Obviously, it's not. Then you shouldn't have told them that you don't want to hear about their favorite story right now. Now Jonas thinks you're going to want to hear about it later. It's good to see you're still worrying about irrational things. Well... If we're going to talk about me like I'm not here, let me just say that they're almost right, except I don't really care if you want to hear about the story, just that you promised that you would listen to it later. Jonas, this is a rent-by-the-hour conference room that I 
offer to cover the expense of. There is no time for us to listen to a story that I probably submitted to the folder myself when I lacked the poise and grace of my current position. But you promised. You were saying something about lead-ins and small talk? Are you going to go back on your promise this early in our business relationship? I wouldn't say early, Jonas. You've been smuggling copies of the love letters I added to the extraneous but interesting folder for months now. What was that? Was that business? It felt more like a friendship I felt enormously guilty about. Jonas? Care to explain? I didn't want to tell you because I thought you'd get weird about it. I don't think weird is the right word. Maybe betrayed? Yeah, actually, feeling mostly betrayed right now. Jonas, I was under the impression you told our friend. Since when are we friends? Last time I checked, we were friends. You? <laughs> you? I? Jonas, remind Patricia why we aren't friends. For my part, I am willing to forgive you for never congratulating me on my promotion. Come to think of it, you never spoke to me again after my promotion, not even to break off our friendship. So silly of me to assume we've just been going through a rather long, rough patch. Are you serious? After everything you did to me! I did, like, one thing to you. It was a... it was a big... oh my goodness! Take your time. I'm sure it is a healthy and productive use of our rent-by-the-hour conference room, which I am generously covering. It was a big thing, Patricia. And also... A bunch of little things. And this is just more of the little things because I know that I'm going to end up doing everything for you again. And then, when that's not useful for you anymore, you'll probably just kill me or something. What? Bethany thinks about murder a lot now. Probably should have told you that. I'm not going to kill you, Bethany. Why not? Did you think this is a long ploy to get you into this room so I could kill you? I didn't. And then you said that, so... Jonas, you did talk to Bethany about this, right? It, it seems like you may have left out some details. I brought the wrong briefcase. I didn't think you owned a briefcase, let alone two. You don't seem like a briefcase person. I sent you the presentation. Where else was I going to put the presentation? Just... Talk to your friend. Then what am I supposed to use all the briefcases I own for? I finally find a use for a briefcase, and the world crumbles around me. It's just like school all over again. So you have no idea what Jonas said to me or anything that happened after that? People in my position prefer to delegate things, generally to competent people, but, well, here we are. And you don't have any idea what was in Jonas's briefcase? I'm sure they showed you. It got thrown down a hallway before that happened. Oh, of course. Mostly, they just drew a bunch of charts on the walls and then said, Ask yourself, what can M.E. do for me? Jonas, the presentation you sent me was over 300 slides. What happened to all of that? I improvised. Uh Uh-huh. And now they're here, and they only went missing for, like, between 1 and 30 hours after I mentioned your name. So I don't see why you're complaining. It all worked out in the end, didn't it? No, No, obviously. obviously. Oh, look at that. We're already syncing up again. Let's start this meeting over, shall we? Hi, Bethany. 
Thank you for joining us. I'm sure you have a lot of questions that our colleague has left you with. Let's start by letting you have the floor and ask any questions you would like. Unless, of course, you consider that public speaking. Okay. Yeah. Here's a question for Jonas. Why were you giving them stories from the EBI? It was just the love letters. You hate the love letters. Okay, new question for Jonas. Why were you giving them the love letters that I hate from the EBI? You never let me talk to you about them. They're bad. They They're are not bad. bad. <gasps> we're sinking up. We're going to do so much good business. I hated that. It's awful and it happens all the time. Ah, look. You two are agreeing on things. Shut up, Jonas. Don't tell them to shut up. You're not the boss in here. Thank you, Patricia. And now, since we're starting this meeting over, I think it's a good time for all of us, starting with me, to share our favorite stories from the EBI folder to build on this team spirit we got going on here. Shut up, Jonas. Don't tell them to shut up. Bethany, it's not good for someone like you to come in to a new business venture and boss people around. It's a bad look. <laughs> You're a bad look. One, go find a mirror and get a better reading on a bad look. And two, why did you even come here? Because someone is going to get me off this ship, and I don't know if it's going to be through murder or a business opportunity. And I'm just dying to find out. Is this a new feelings-y thing for you? I hate it when you say that. Because this is not the feelingsy stuff you were getting into before our little spats. That is not how I would describe what happened between us. And yet, you've apparently cast me as a murderer in your mind. It's a universe of possibilities, and I'm a loose end in your perfect life. I didn't know you thought of me that way. Jonas, convince Bethany that I am not trying to murder them. Oh! <gasps> I've been promoted to consultant. Jonas, don't just do things because Patricia tells you to do them. You'll end up miserable. But the promotion comes with a pay raise, I assume. It's not, and it doesn't. Oh, darn. Well, if that's everything, go ahead and go get your killing apparatus. I don't have one of those. You don't? Oh, Jonas, not you too. You just seem like the kind of person that would have one. You've been demoted from consultant. Bethany, doesn't Patricia seem like the kind of person that would have decorative weapons on their walls? It seems like they'd have at least a decorative killing apparatus. I don't. You really seem like the kind of person that would. Yes, I knew it. I don't have one. Can we please move on with convincing Bethany that this is a good faith business offer and not a murder ruse? You've done a poor job convincing me so far. If this was a plot, and you'd been in this room this long, wouldn't you expect to be dead by now? No. I've been defending myself. Against the killing apparatus that doesn't exist. With masterful and manipulative mind games. Plus, Jonas has been showing off their supernatural self-defense skills in the office, and I've been taking notes. <sighs> I am not a ghost. But you are a monster. So it'll probably work. How much of this whole episode was a genuine mental breakdown and how much was you wanting to insult me? Much like the content of Jonas's briefcase, 
Neither of us will ever be able to figure it out. Fine, I'll play along. Jonas, this whole ghost thing, it's self-defense, right? That's right! So Bethany can't attack first. I was very clear about that. It has to be an aggressive haunting. Great. Then we can continue because I am not going to attack. Because, and it actually pains me to admit this to you, I need you to be a part of this project. Oh my goodness! Did it all at least help that it pained me to say it? Yes, that did help. Good, because it's true. The three of us are contributors to my folder and- Oh, your folder? We talked about this, Patricia. It's our folder. Yeah, me and Jonas's folder. Um, actually- Jonas, have you been making deals with people again? Is it a deal if it was also always Patricia's folder? They gave up the folder when they tried to hide it in the least used and most filthy waste removal location on the ship. It doesn't actually matter whose folder it is because it has all of our names all over it. And whatever one of us tries to do with it, the other two will become instantly very involved. For better or for worse. Now show of hands, who would like to be involved for the better? Thank you, Jonas. Bethany? You forgot this time. You should have said, to be involved for the better this time. Why aren't you raising your hand? Because I know it's ridiculous to think that Patricia is trying to murder me. However, I know how much they've used me in the past, and this feels the exact same. I never had any friends before you, so I didn't know. And then you? Well... At least I'm useful again, right? Do you still want to get off this ship, Bethany? More than almost anything. Then at least let me get you off this ship. We take the folder. We submit it to the mental enervation colonies. They review it. We get in. And then all three of us are off the ship. And it's really not my business what you do after that. And if we don't get in... Be realistic, Bethany. It's a folder of millions of the most interesting stories that have ever happened in the universe with three data processing experts attached to it, and one of their asking salaries is anywhere but here. It's a silver platter deal with them. And it all just conveniently means I can't use the folder as leverage against you. And Jonas can't use it against you. Which I was not planning on doing, by the way. And Jonas can't use it against me, and I can't use it against Jonas, and I think that covers all of the possibilities. Nobody knows about the folder except for us. There are no loose ends. You can choose new nonsense to worry about, and maybe we get to have fun again. Nobody's been any fun at any of these promotions. We get to have fun again, and we don't have to hide it, and you won't be on the ship anymore. Oh my goodness! Did I make it clear that you won't be on the ship anymore? And who knows? Maybe the colonies are on a planet. Bethany, you're still not raising your hand. Oh my goodness, Jonas. Why is your hand still in the air? No one said to put it down. I put my hand down. Honestly, I thought you were wavering in your resolve. This was my idea, Jonas. Why would I do that? Bethany had a pretty convincing pitch. Do you know what a pitch is? Do you know how insulting that is? I want an apology. More than you want to get off this ship? Maybe.
You've changed in a lot of ways. You know that. I had to be very direct with the AI they replace you with. <sighs> For a long time, I thought if the opportunity arose, you would do the same thing to me. Uh-huh, sure. Now continue. With? An actual apology. I can see that you feel hurt by my actions, and for that, I offer... I... Is that what a door sounds like? It's been so long. Patricia, I have to tell you something. Everybody, this is Rose. Rose is the personal assistant intern assigned to me. Rose, what are you doing here? There is this story going around the ship that I have to tell you about. Can it wait? This is a rent-by-the-hour room, which you should know since you booked it. You do not want to miss this. Well, now I've got to hear this, too. Oh, my goodness, are you Jonas? The one and only. I heard so many good things about your talent show. I was totally going to sign up, but, but then something came up at the last minute. Why do people keep saying that to me? We're actually in the middle of something... Rose, was it? That's my name. Don't wear it out. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. This story can wait. Or maybe don't tell it at all. Or maybe tell me right now. Anything for you, Jonas. Okay, so I heard it from a friend, along with maybe half a dozen other stories or so, and they heard it from someone else, and it is absolutely everywhere in the ship. Everybody is talking about these stories, and they're all about the beings on the planets we incorporated. They had some kind of silly alien name like Gargobok or something. But the name doesn't really matter. What, what matters is they were a hive mind type thing or something. And even though the population of the planet was millions and millions of people, they were all just Gagglebonk or whatever their name was, and they built all of these cities to live in and spread all over the planet. They built this intricate road system to connect all of the disparate places they were living in, and, and they did this over hundreds and thousands of years. They made vehicles and farming, and not a single being out of all of Gonglebook wanted for anything. But they were lonely, because, you know, one being. And I get that. When I go to my quarters at the end of the day and I start talking to myself, it gets old pretty quick. I don't think I could do that for a hundred thousand years or so. Anyways, after all the cities were built and all of the roads connected them, Garthelbork didn't know what else to do. All of their pieces went about their tasks, making the whole of themselves stronger and then going to bed at the end of the day. They tried to find ways of entertaining themselves. They put on little stories that they'd write. Different little pieces of themselves would go on a little stage and say lines out loud to one another while other little pieces watched. It's kind of like what I wanted to do for the talent show. But there was a lot of important paperwork to do, and um, you... Talking to myself is just not as fun when I'm just one person. <laughs> And it, it was fun, and soon they had a lot of stories saved up, but Garthy Bongle already knew how the stories ended, so they moved on to other things. Then one day, an alien landed on the planet. Growth Bank was anxious. 
they didn't know there were other beings, and having someone around that you didn't know all the thoughts of was unsettling. Do you ever wonder what everybody thinks of you, but you're pretty sure you already know the answer? Anyways, they decided to be a good host, and there was plenty of food to go around, and whole cities that the alien could just have if they wanted. Mostly, though, the alien, who had a name I'm trying to remember, um... Oh my goodness, underling. The alien's name was Rextastic Four, and all they really wanted was to get their ship fixed. Oh! I'm so sorry, I didn't realize that you already heard this one. Another time I wish I could know what people were thinking. <laughs> and while they were waiting for their ship to be fixed, Gildbarns, which is the name of the hive mind, put on a show for them. Rextastic 4 enjoyed it a lot, and people from Rextastic 4's planet started to make regular trips to Gildbarns to see the hundreds of stories they had written over the years until one day the planet wasn't there anymore because we incorporated it. And the company didn't think anything of it because there was only one person living on the whole planet. There are a lot of planets like that. I have other stories if you want to hear them. If you knew what I was thinking about you, you would have left already, Rose. Sorry, Patricia. I'll go back to the paperwork. Sorry to take up your time. You'll receive an invoice for the room and the time. Of course, sorry. Including fees if you don't leave this second. Sorry again. So we have a little mystery on our claws. Because that's a story that I added to the folder a long time ago, and I didn't tell anybody outside of this room about it. Which is interesting, because I remember saying earlier that nobody knows about the folder besides us. Do you remember me saying that? Don't answer. It's a rhetorical question. I know you both remember. One of you told somebody about it, and that story, along with a few others, has made it all the way to Rose. Rose is an imbecile who just told us quite a few times that they don't have any friends. So if the story made it to them, those stories made it to everybody. And unlike Bethany's little performance after Hank's beautiful war chant, Rose knew that the story was directly from an incorporated planet and not a work of fiction. Who sorts through all of that data from those planets? Could it be you two and previously me and nobody else? Does anyone want to volunteer that it might have been their fault that we are in this deep of trouble right now? So we know it wasn't Jonas, because Jonas would have been ecstatic to tell us about leaking a story to the whole ship. Bethany, what did you do? Wait, Bethany, did you leak the stories? I... Yes, I did. But we had a plan. No, you had a plan. You told me part of the plan, but left out who actually made the plan. And the plan was to share stories, and I'm so... No, no, I'm not going to apologize for this. You didn't apologize, I won't apologize. This is bad. This could bring down the whole ship. I didn't think that Hank would... You gave the stories to Hank? Honestly... I thought you knew, and that was what this meeting was going to be about. I didn't know, Jonas. Did you? I can't believe that Hank didn't tell me. I thought we were really close. Focus, Jonas. We need to come up with a plan. Because if the story reaches the wrong people, 
Don't get all feelings on me right now. This is your mess. Take a deep breath, okay? Jonas, task at hand. Bethany, do you want to go hold a fern? Yeah, I I need to go hold a fern. Okay, let's go get a fern and come back. Um, no, let's not do that. Okay, just Bethany then. We're the business-minded ones anyways. No, nobody's leaving until we have a plan. I'm gonna go hold a fern. Bethany, please, we need to figure this out. After the fern. Sit down. Ferns. I need the ferns. Jonas, the ferns! They'll be right back, I promise. Are you going to pay for another hour? I mean, I kinda have to. What? Why? You promised to listen to my story. You didn't forget about that? You made a promise! Jonas, this is kind of more important than that. Yeah, obviously ferns first, right, Bethany? Okay, so Bethany's gone. Well, then we need a plan, and we need Bethany. Now. Okay. So, there's this planet, right? And we incorporated it. Jonas, oh my goodness. It just feels like we're wasting the hour we paid for if we leave right now. Attention, valued conference room, distribution center three family. We are more than proud to announce this hour's sweatiest team is Marjorie. Working alone. Productivity is happiness. Episode 25, A Rental Conference Room at the Center of the Universe, was written, produced, and edited by Monty D. Montalegre and Alexander Wolfe. Allison Levine voices the character of Bethany. Ramey O. Washington voices the character of Jonas. Kristen Hasty voices the character of Patricia. Ellis McMillan is the robo-archivist. In this episode, the character of Rose was voiced by Edie Pierce. And as always, I'm Leah Cardenas, and I read the ship announcements, as well as the credits. This is the part where normally I would give you a silly little call to action, hoping to get you to give us a review, rating, and a good old-fashioned follow on your podcast platform of choice. But there's simply no time. We only have a few episodes left before the end of our season, and all of our creative energies are pouring into making our last few episodes the best yet. So you see... There's simply no time to tell you about the wonderful support you could give us, all for the low, low price of a rating, review, or follow on your podcast platform of choice. I wish there was, but there's simply no time. Find us online at inkthepodcast.buzzsprout.com for links to all our social media, or connect with us directly at inkthepodcast. That's at I-N-C, the podcast. Inc. is a production of Wolf Mountain Workshop. Happiness is productivity. Productivity is happiness.